Our scripture lesson this evening is from the first chapter of the Gospel of St. John, 1 through 15. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not the light, but was sent to bear witness of the light that it was the true light which giveth light to every one coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world through him was made, though, and the world through him was made, and he and the world did not know him. So he came to his own, and his own did not know to receive him. But as many as received him, he gave them the light to become children of God to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, And we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and faith. John bore witness of him and cried out, saying, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me is preferred before me, for he is before me. And and of his fullness we have all received the grace and the grace for grace for the law was given through Moses the grace and truth came through Jesus Christ no one has seen the father at any time the only begotten son who was in in the bosom of the father he has declared him Now this was the testimony of John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, who are you? May the Lord add to our minds and understandings the hearing and receiving of this word. As I was thinking about what I wanted to say tonight, I... I chose the title, A Cosmic Christmas. And that term cosmic in in my life experience goes all the way back to my days at the university many, many years ago when when, uh, Bobby Clark was still in knee britches. And and it's been quite a while, but in those days there was a movement in America, some of you uh, may remember it barely. It was called the hippie movement. Uh, 
Elizabeth was a part of that generation. Uh, I have a picture somewhere for her dressed in those long dresses and that long hair. And I started to put it up tonight, for those of you who don't know what a hippie is, as an illustration. But I decided I wanted to live. <laughs> and, uh, but, but that movement, and, and there was this one particular guy named Larry. And I, I was already a Christian by then, and I be, always tried to witness and share with them. And, <clears throat> and Larry was a guy that kind of uh, won my heart for some reason. He looked kind of like a slightly overweight John Lennon with the glasses and all and the long hair. And i never forget, I had a lot of conversations with him. One conversation I had with him, he, he told me he'd just tried LSD. And I said, oh, really? He says, yes. He says, you experience true reality. All you know is sensations. I said, well, if that is a true reality, then an oyster knows more about true reality than the professor of philosophy here because all an oyster knows is true sensation. I had hoped that that might make Larry question what he was saying. His only response was to look at me and say, far out, man. (laughs) But I remember that he used the word cosmic about anything he was excited about. And I remember one day I was drinking a cup of coffee in front of the student union, and he walks up and he says, a cosmic event that will change everything is about to happen on this university. And I thought, wow. He says, I think it was Aerosmith. It might have been some other group, Jefferson Airplane, any of those groups that you all used to listen to, you old ones. But they were coming to the university. That was a cosmic event. Well, it didn't change much. Things went on the same. But tonight I want to talk to you about a true cosmic event that is world-changing. The (coughs) Gospels of Matthew and Luke are the Gospels we are usually familiar with when we talk about the nativity of our Lord, about his birth. And and, uh, Matthew and Luke provide real important historical data for us, but it it tends to be written at the contemporary time uh, talking about events. But there is another birth narrative in the Bible that we sometimes fail to recognize as a birth narrative, and, and that is the passage of Scripture we read tonight from the Gospel of John. And the Gospel of John does not tell us the birth story in terms of events and actions that happened in Bethlehem. But his account of the narrative of our Lord is a cosmic narrative. And by that, I mean that he portrays it in the big picture as to what it means for the whole of creation. The angels certainly testified to it, and in a way the Magi witnessed to it. But John makes the point profoundly that the coming of Christ is the most important event in the whole of the universe. 
the coming of Christ is the very presence of God in the flesh coming into the world. That's what happened at Christmas. The very God of very God became flesh and dwelt among us full of grace and full of glory. And that coming has shaped the past, our understanding of the past. It is in light of Christ coming, the word of God, that we are able to become more clear and, and, and more uh, in grasping of, of what the Old Testament is all about. The, the, for example, the, the sacrificial rites of the Jews. You know, from seeking the perfect lamb to bring to the temple to be sacrificed for the people. In, in Abraham, when he was taking Isaac to, to sacrifice him because he thought that's what God wanted him to do. But God wanted to teach him in a more important point. And I remember the answer that the Lord, uh, that Abraham gave to Isaac when he said, where is the sacrifice, Father? We, they had the wood. They had everything. Where is the sacrifice? And, and Abram couldn't bring himself to tell him, but he said, the Lord will provide unknowingly. That's exactly what happened. For just as he put the child on the altar to take his life, the Lord God stopped him. And he pointed to a ram caught in the brambles and briars. The Lord indeed provided. But all of these become illustrative. And we can go through the whole of the Old Testament. And, and see it again and again. Become illustrative of Jesus. And his ministry. And his work upon the earth. And certainly of his death and resurrection. So the past becomes clear. Because of this cosmic event. Of Christ coming into the world. The present is also made clear. You know, we live in a life of turmoil, don't we? Um, this nation sees violence and robbery and this and that all the time that, uh, that, that grieves their heart. And if we read further on in the Gospel of John, this first chapter, he explains exactly why. Because the light of Christ has come into the world, and the world doesn't want him. The conflict we see in the world today really is the conflict against the witness of the Holy God and his way and his will. And we can see that in, in, in looking under Christ. And, and we certainly makes the future clear. Recently, I was talking to a person who's in the process of dying, and we were talking about eternal things. And uh, this person, to break my heart, has no seeming grasp of eternity. But for those who know Christ, eternity has been made clear. We have celebrated the season of Advent. And what does Advent mean? deal with. It deals with the first coming of Christ. Each of these candles we've lit has prepared our hearts for this night as we, in a sense, walk through the preparation time with the prophets. The first advent 
has already occurred. It was completed on the night Mary gave birth to Jesus. But with regards to the future, the life of Christ and his coming makes it clear as well. We are troubled when things and puzzled when things get worse and worse, but we need to realize that Jesus told us that it would. And in fact, the closer we get to the end of time, the worse it will get. Now, some churches won't tell you that, but this one will. And we know that is the way because Jesus said it was that way. But here is the good news. There is another advent. Jesus is coming again. And as we've seen before in our teaching times here at the church, that second coming is going to be dramatically different than the first. The first, his coming was noticed by very few. Shepherds in the field and some wise men who saw the star and travel from the east. And of course, Herod knew about it as well from the wise men and we know what he tried to do. But overall, the time of his coming was unnoticed in the quietness and in the stillness of Bethlehem. Only Joseph and the animals, as far as we know, were present at his birth. But the second advent will not be like that. In his first coming, the world judged him. And they called him a fake. He was abused and mistreated. Ground underfoot, almost. But when he comes again, the whole world will know it. How is it that the scriptures tell us? The heavens will be rolled back as a scroll. Everybody will notice that. And he will come with his host of angels. You know, the book of Acts tells us that there will be a time when at the mention of the name of Jesus, Every knee shall bow, and all tongues confess, Jesus Christ is Lord. Now notice, he didn't just say, believers. He didn't just say, the elect of God. He said, all. And that's the way it will be. Those of us who know Christ, We'll bow our heads and bend our knees and rejoice at the coming Savior, Jesus Christ, is Lord. And those who do not believe, those who have opposed him, those who have been indifferent to him, will also, with broken hearts and sadness and dread, confess Jesus Christ. His Lord. So you see, 
the coming of Christ in the world in the first advent and as he comes in the second, that is the cosmic event that defines the meaning of life. And it is the meaning of life that will be true for all eternity. So as, as, as Matthew and Luke give us that beautiful description of the humility of the Savior's birth and, and of the adoring shepherds and of, and of the wise men and all those other things that surround the, the, the nativity of their Lord, uh, St. John's narrative of the birth of Christ is overarching, you see. I always say that among the Gospels, the Gospel of John is the systematic theology of the Gospels as near as we have. For he describes for us the big picture. Well, Aerosmith was not a cosmic event. But tonight you have heard the gospel of the true cosmic event. That God in his fullness came into the world in Christ Jesus to save us from our sins. Blessed be the Lord.